2: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To Do List. I'm Eric Fisher, and this is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity, not just about doing work more efficiently and effectively, but about doing work and life with meaning and purpose. This week, I'm talking to April Perry, co director of Power of Moms and the co host of the Power of Moms radio. Her and her husband, Eric, have started something new recently called Learn Do Become Radio. Another podcast and site and is very much tied into the whole ethos that we have here going on it beyond the to do list, aligning your goals in life and do it, you know, checking them off, but also not just having a checklist be the thing that runs your life. I'm going to talk to April about Power of Moms and Power of Moms Radio, as well as some of the ways she's implemented GTD for mothers. And then we'll switch over and talk more about the learn, do, become aspect of what she's doing and how that ties into not just moms, not just dads, single people too, people without kids, people in general, and what they're striving to become. This week, it is my privilege to talk to April Perry of Power of Moms Radio And learn, do, become radio. April, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much, Eric.
2: Gosh, that's a lot of stuff already. That's like you're you're like split down the middle of here's here's the whole moms thing, and then you've got here's for all the other people. (laughs) I'm just anyway.
0: No, absolutely. Well, my goal is to help people be more deliberate in how they live. And so I've specialized in helping moms and I'm working with my husband to help other people as well. So that's kind of the short story.
2: Yeah. Well, that was the thing is uh, we we met back at – let's see what it was called – Podcast San Diego Mm -hmm. uh, back in – Let's see. That was the end of March. I was out there for Social Media Marketing World and then also the day after I attended uh, Podcast San Diego done by the people who do uh, podcast movement.
0: Mm-hmm,
2: they're wonderful. Um, or, hey, will you be there?
0: I am – about to book my ticket. Yes,
2: good. Well, I will <laughs> so, be there, so I will see you there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I probably, anyway, we're plugging a, another conference. Pod, All kinds pod, of things. If you're a podcaster and you've not heard of this, where have you been? But also, if you're not a podcaster and um, – want to meet up with – want to learn how to podcast, want to meet a bunch of podcasters, it's Podcast Movement, and you can find it at podcastmovement.com. That was an unintentional plug, by the way, but <laughs> honestly –
0: Jared and Dan. Right. We,
2: we, I had to. So uh, – but when we met at uh, – we'd met online before in passing, but mm-hmm. we met in person, and I met your husband, Eric. Uh, yeah. At – Podcast San Diego, and got to hear some of your story, and not just from you, but also from your husband, and I'd love for you to share some of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the basic story is my husband and I have always been very into helping ourselves and other people to progress. I think both of us get really frustrated and we feel like we're spinning our wheels or we're not feeling really excited or satisfied at the end of the day. I think that's pretty common, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So basically, when I was a young mom, I realized it was a whole lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And I kept saying to Eric, where is the information? and the community and the resources and help that I need in order to thrive as a mom. And we just couldn't find it. I mean, the internet was fairly new at the time. We didn't really have social media at that point. And so I went on a journey just to learn what I could do at first just to become a better mom and hopefully strengthen other mothers in the process. And after lots of interviews of different friends and people I admired and reading every book I could find in a library about motherhood, I finally launched a little website called Power of Moms, which started out with just a few of my friends that I invited to come where it was kind of a, a community. Community where other moms could write and we could learn from each other and have challenges and be progressing. And over the years with uh, my friend, Saren joined on within just a couple months of me launching Power of Moms and she helped me take it to the next level. We've been working together for about eight years and have a community, about 50,000 registered users reaching millions of moms over time. And it's become an amazing community where we work together to be really deliberate in motherhood. And that's been fabulous. And I'm continuing my work there at Power of Moms. And in the process, though, my husband's been working with me and being such a support behind the scenes. And he and I have been talking about a lot of principles and ideas that help husbands and wives or just individuals, even if they don't necessarily have families. And we decided... It was time for us to join our voices together and start doing some work to strengthen moms and dads and individuals, and really take that to the next level and find more joy and progress as we move forward. Because we realize we don't have all the answers; we need to be working on it. We might as well share what we're learning as we go.
2: Awesome! I love the fact that you're you're working on it together. That it was, you know, it was born out of your uh, necessity and, and frustration, but that <laughs> uh, he smartly, got alongside you and then you guys eventually not just, you know, okay, let's just make sure mom's okay and and the house is running, but that you got to the point where no, it's, it's more than just surviving. It's about thriving, so...
0: Right, exactly. So we have a partner desk, we work across from each other, we work together all day. And, (laughs) you know, the first year and a half, that was a little tricky, because I like to be alone, and he likes to be more social, but we've actually come to figure out a really great way to work together. And it's been amazing just to see how many awesome people are out there and just being able to highlight the work that they're doing, especially the work that you're doing. I mean, just even the title of your podcast, this idea of beyond the to-do list, that's exactly what we're going for because it's really simple to write a list and check it off. I mean, that doesn't really take much brain power. Of course, putting the right things on the list and actually getting the Mm -hmm. check marks requires some effort. But just making a list and checking them off is pretty pretty easy to do when you actually want to go to the next level and figure out, well, what am I doing with my life at the end of all this time I spend here? what do I have to look back on? And what are my children going to remember? And what mark have I left? And am I really going to feel like it was worth my energy and I did what I was supposed to do? So going to those questions and going at a deeper level, I realized that, you know, we're not the only people who care about this. There's a lot of people out there. And I would I would argue that everyone out there wants something deeper than what they currently have.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things that I've found can become a, a really big uh, overarching, you know, if there's, if, if there's, one big diagram that has all these mini Venn di- overlapping Venn diagram circles mm-hmm. is that we're all kind of in this bubble of trying to make sure that we are doing our best, that we're getting the most out of every opportunity, that we're, you know, living life to the fullest, that we're doing the work that we should, that we're, you know, following our passion. That one kind of gets through <laughs> through sometimes. Um but that were i mean over again all, all the overarching themes that i knew initially creating this show uh i was going to get to reach out and touch to and and kind of cuz they were fringe elements of productivity mm-hmm. um that was just the that was the spoke sorry hub that i picked productivity-wise to then spoke off of into all those things. Uh, You, however, have been going at it from a different uh, angle or a different hub, which is Power of Moms. So tell me a little bit about what the work is that you guys are doing over there.
0: Yeah. Well, what I initially noticed was that most of the websites for moms featured things like potty training, recipes, crafts, home decor, you know, all the stuff that you would typically think Mm -hmm. that moms do. And so when I started Power of Moms, I said, we're not going to have any of this stuff on there. And I started getting emails from people saying, well, then what are you going to have on your website (laughs) for moms if you don't have anything on there that moms typically do? And so what we actually decided on is that Power of Moms is a gathering place for deliberate mothers. And we want mothers to thrive, like you were talking about, not just surviving, We want mothers to thrive, and so we focus on a few really specific areas. One is taking care of ourselves as women. We want to take care of the person we are inside the mom. Sometimes it seems like we are just a machine or we're these you know robots going through this mundane work. It's actually not like that. We still have a person inside us. We still have our own identity. And we're not just taking care of kids and feeding them and running the house. We're actually raising the next generation. So we're really deliberate in how we raise our children, what we're teaching them, what we're building and creating in the family, what the culture is in the family and what it feels like. And then part of that actually has to involve organization and how to make the logistics work. And while we don't specifically highlight recipes and we don't you know, have cleaning advice and our favorite household cleaners necessarily, things like that, we talk about How do you structure your mind? We use a lot of the GTD process. How do you help mothers actually get your piles of paper on your kitchen counter to not exist anymore, (laughs) how do you get rid of that pile? How are you really deliberate in what you do with a life that's constantly being interrupted? And how do you organize your children so that they actually know what they're doing during the day, they're more responsible, they're getting things done, and they're contributing to the home instead of making it feel like mom needs to not only entertain the kids all day, but then as soon as they fall asleep, mom cleans the whole house (laughs) or you know does this kind of thing. Like That just doesn't work for us. So it's all about being deliberate in what we're doing in our own lives and how we're raising our children and helping the whole family to thrive. Not just the mom, not just the kids, not just the dad. (laughs) Like all of us are thriving together.
2: I love it. Yeah, that was one of the things that I was really excited about was I knew that uh, when we met, you had uh, an upcoming podcast conversation with uh, David Allen. Yes. And I was super (laughs) excited to hear that because I, I just was like, oh my gosh, I would love to hear the how do you adapt gtd for uh, a mom you know and 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 there's let me say this there's been some people who have recently uh <laughs> friends of mine who have said yeah i don't really follow gtd anymore like i do this or that but i don't do like the whole thing and
1: mm-hmm. and
2: again it, it it's, some of it is i think personally is i think is psychological i think some people will say yeah, I don't do GTD because it's too rigid, or it's too you know list after list after list, and, <laughs> and I think and that's fine. That's why they're adverse to it at all. Um, but this, they still ad- adhere to the core values of it, or the core you know principles, the initial ones at least, where it's the capturing and the deciding what to do with it, and, and if you need to do anything with it at all, or all of that. How do you? How do you? Uh, First of all, how do you do it? But then how do you tell others to do it in terms of adapting GTD for moms?
0: I have the biggest smile on my face because I love this question. I just get so excited about it. And (laughs) I know it probably seems weird that I love this so much. But even in the podcast interview I did with David Allen, I was giddy. I mean, as my husband and children listen to the recording, they're like, Mom, you sound like you are just so excited to be on the phone with him. But the reason why is because when I read Getting Things Done and I applied all of it to my life, the whole system, I put it into my life as a mom. That was a turning point in in my productivity and my happiness and in decreasing my stress level and taking me to the next level. And it completely changed my life to the point that even when I first read the book and I implemented it, I was so excited. I sent out an email to about 20 friends in my neighborhood and said, just come over. I need to tell you all about this book. And I had a three-page outline and they all came over. I didn't even charge money. They just came over and I said, I just want to tell you about it because I'm so excited. And it, it evolved into a full program. So initially, I'll just explain. I mean, obviously, I have a whole program we teach. It's called Mind Organization for Moms at Power of Moms. I have a whole program where I walk people through step-by-step step exactly how to do it. But I'll give you the the short version here that hopefully can be helpful to anyone who's listening and wants to start applying something today. Great. What you said is exactly right, that even if someone doesn't do every part of GTD, even just doing a a little bit of it or a few principles from it is helpful. And that's something that David Allen actually shared in our podcast. He said, anything that you do, even just writing things down instead of keeping them in your head, just learning how to identify next actions so projects don't feel overwhelming, things like that are great. So anything you implement can make your life better. And that's why I'm a huge fan of the David Allen company and of, of GTD. But what I found is that mothers were having, the moms I was working with, and now I found applies to more people, people were having a really hard time taking the principles from the book and all the different suggestions on how many lists to make and getting really overwhelmed and just not knowing quite how to start. And so what I did is I made it into my own art. And this actually comes from Mike Williams, who's the current CEO of the David Allen Company. He said, you know, GTD is an art. It looks different for everyone. Some people use paper, some use digital, some use folders, some use cubbies. People can make it look however they want. But I found that what people needed was something really concrete to show them what it looks like. So I give people a general overview. I usually help them get their emails to zero first just because that gives you this quick win. And then every day when you're checking your email, you're feeling so excited. And then we talk about, okay... I'm going to help you build a machine. And we actually, like I have it drawn out. I have pictures. It's very visual. And I'm going to help you build a productivity tool. It's kind of like a machine that's going to process all of the things that are in your brain. So I show them, here are the tools that you need. Now, you can get the ones that look just like mine, or you can make it look different. It's totally up to you. But here's a machine you need. So you need current project support materials. Mine are cubbies from Michael's. You can get them for 40% off with a coupon. Here you go. Here's the link, you know, to show them. This is where you put it. Then you need to have your weekly review stuff put together. Here you can do it in folders here's what it would look like. I just show them each part of the machine. I think there's about 12 parts of the machine that are really, really concrete and specific. So people go get their materials. Then I say, now I'm going to help you build it. And we're going to label. And I'm going to show you how to make a tickler file. I'm going to show you how to make your read review basket and talk to you about what goes in it. So I show them how to actually build the machine. And then once the machine's built, then I say, okay, now we're going to do your brain dump. We're going to get everything out of your brain. Do your mind sweep, gather everything from your physical environment. I helped a friend and she, get three laundry baskets full of papers get everything out and we're going to process through the machine I made my own little flow chart showing how it works with my like very visual GTD system and help people go through that with the flow chart and process 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 and I teach in my videos I explain how to do it and then once we get that done we talk about here's your weekly review here's your printout this is what you do every week this is how you're going to move forward and keep your machine going and as long as you do this you will never have to build the machine again it's like building it once and now you're all set and by doing it in that format, I mean, I've probably spent 2,000 hours on this program. I've rewritten it three times, worked with mothers all over the U.S. We went to Australia and taught it there as well, have moms all over the world, actually, who are participating different countries, and taught it in a really systematic way where people can, can just do it and follow specific instructions, and then mom started sending in these photos of their machines. And it was so fun to see how they were able to replicate it. So essentially, I feel like I helped create just an algorithm showing you if you do this, 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 just these follow these steps, you will be totally organized and you will feel more present and you'll feel happier and you'll be, you'll be more fulfilled and purposeful than you've ever been before.
1: com slash to do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash to do list terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to do's bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: So somebody listening to you talk about all of that, though, it seems like an overwhelming task to you know sit down and build a machine. So <laughs> uh, what do you suggest to somebody who says that's that's nice that's fine for you 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 know you had time I don't think I do. Yeah, Why, how do you talk them into doing this?
0: That's a great question. Well the first thing is the person just needs to have a desire. I always tell people if your current system is working for you then that's great. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but if you find that you're you're spinning your wheels all day, you're jumping from fire to fire, Every night you go to bed feeling like a failure because you didn't get anything done that day or you felt like you couldn't handle the interruptions. You're snapping at your spouse. You're snapping at your kids. You're feeling like you're not progressing how you want to progress, then it's time to take matters into your own hands. And I've put it into a system. The reason I spent so many thousands of hours on this isn't to make a program that takes thousands of hours. The program actually takes about 15 to 20 hours divided over two weeks or two months or however long you want it to take. You can space it out, but I have really bite-sized assignments for you. So what people pay me for, (laughs) what they hire me to do is help make it really simple. And what's happened is I've seen this Actually, happening in the lives of so many people worldwide that it is replicable. And so, my goal is to give people hope where, yes, I've spent thousands of hours studying this, refining it because I'm kind of passionate about it. If you can't tell, like I love this, I think it's just so exciting. And I've taught my children, my high schooler has her own GTD system set up. My kids do a modified version. This is how our house runs. And I love it. And I'm so happy. And what I tell people is my goal for you is to wake up excited. And go to bed content. And so many people will say things like, I need more time. I need a ton more time. If I had 20 more hours a day, I could get stuff done. And I just go back to what David Allen teaches, which is if you are not appropriately engaged with your life right now, more time will not help you. You will just fill it up and you'll waste it the exact same way you're wasting your time right now, which no one wants to do. And it's not your fault if you're doing that. It's just no one's taught how to structure your lists, your projects, your tasks, your emails, your papers. Like no one teaches you that when you're young or when you're old. <laughs> so <laughs> you're kind of left to just fumble around with a whole bunch of piles. And of course, that's frustrating. And so I like to solve that for people and give them hope and then prove it and say, here, I want to show you how to do it. And if it doesn't work, I'll give your money back, but it's going to work and you're going to be really excited.
2: So what might be cool is if we share, say, one of the components of the machine and, and show people Okay, this is how this works. And this is just one small piece of mm-hmm. the machine at work. And can you imagine if this thing worked, how even just this one piece would revolutionize, you know, a portion of your day or your life? So I'd love to hear you explain a little bit about uh, the tickler file and, in fact, how you'd use that with your refrigerator. <laughs> yes
0: to explain that. So I'm guessing you've seen an article I wrote about how a tickler (laughs) file helps you keep your refrigerator clear? Yes? Yes. Okay. So if you go into most families' homes, unless they have a stainless steel fridge, you will find that there are magnets all over the front of the fridge, and there's tons of papers. And it's things like the soccer schedule and Tickets to a concert, um, a wedding announcement, a birthday party invitation, coupons, all these things that people don't want to forget about. I talked to one mom and she said, I have things taped all over the cupboards in my kitchen just so I don't forget. But when you walk into a kitchen that has tons of papers all over the fridge or all over the cupboards or all over the counters because you don't want to forget – You honestly feel like you want to leave the room. You do not want to be in there. And no one wants to be in a room or a kitchen that just feels so cluttered with paper. It just does something to you, right? And so, what we do is utilize the idea of the tickler. Now, I do this a little bit differently than the um, GTD book does and how David Allen teaches it. Uh, In the book, he explains that he has these 43 folders. So, he has 12 monthly folders and then 31 day folders. And it's a system of basically mailing things to yourself. That's how the tickler is explained where, oh, OK, I'm going to need this paper in six days. I'm going to move it to you know six days forward in my tickler file or I need this in December. So I put it in my December file. And then in the books, it says something like, oh, and have your secretary put that on your desk every morning. Well, I don't have a secretary. <laughs> I'm you know, running my own desk. And so the way that I've simplified it, that's really helped me is having just 12 folders and some people just do one if they don't have a ton of stuff in their tickler. But I have 12 folders, just one for each month. So you just get 12 folders, label them January through December. And I have a little stadium file folder where I keep mine. I got it at Target. It's blue, it's really cute, and it sits on my desk. Okay. So the way that this works is that whenever someone gives me a paper that I don't need right now, but I need it at a specific time, like August 3rd or, you know, sometime in July or whatever. Most people will take that piece of paper and stick it on their desk or put it on their kitchen counter because they're like, I don't want to file it because I need it soon, but I don't know exactly what to do with it now. So for example, my daughter is going to a conference next week and they gave her two months ago this paperwork. It's like three different pages. She had to get a sign off. We had to talk about allergies, all these things. And they say, bring it with you in two months. Well, what mom can keep track of a paper for two months? I mean, who can keep track of that? No one does. That's why they have duplicates at the door when you walk in, right? Because they know that everybody has lost the paper. So I took that paper two months ago and I put it into this month's file folder. And then the key here is you go to your calendar the day you're going to need it and you make a little T with a circle around it. Or if I'm doing it on a digital calendar, I do a T with parentheses. And that means the paper I need for this appointment is in my tickler. This has worked so well for us. If you are going, sending your daughter off to a father-daughter dance and there's photos that they're taking there and you need to send a check so they can take the photos and pay for it at the door, you put that little piece of paper in the month when you're going to need it. Then you have on your calendar. When they're going off to the father-daughter dance, a little reminder, tickler, go get the photography paper. You got it right there. And I heard the cutest story from a mom. She had ADD and she has was always losing papers. And one day her son and her husband were heading out to this event and they said, hey mom, where's this gold paper that we're supposed to take with us that had this information on it? And she panicked and she looked at them just like deer in the headlights and they said, oh no mom, not again. Like you let us down again. You lose everything. You could never find it. Now she'd just done my program and she said, hang on, hang on, wait a second. So she thinks through the process, like where would I put a certain piece of paper that I needed at a certain date? <laughs> so she ran to her tickler pile and she said, I grabbed the paper out and it was like, I found gold. And I said, I've got it, kids. I've got it. I didn't lose <laughs> it. And she was so excited. And so you just imagine how that can work for your business, how that works for your home, how that works for your life. I mean, if you look at your kitchen counter right now, you probably have a few things that are, are just sitting there because you need them soon, but not now. And the tickler solves that problem.
2: Oh, I love what you just said that there's all these things that you need soon, but not now. So where yeah. do you hold those so that you have them ready for when you do need it?
0: Exactly. Ugh. And this will work on Evernote. You can have a tickler note in Evernote, put images, put information, data, you know, a whole folder or a notebook in Evernote and do the same thing. So you can take it to a digital level as well. But I I feel like the tickler has made my life so happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I need to uh, confession, I I need to uh, implement that.
0: Yay, get that's, it. That's take something we need.
2: Yeah. And we've been <laughs> we've been inching closer and closer to something like that. But okay. yeah, we, we need to we need to enact the the tickler file protocol (laughs) so um another cool thing that you guys are doing is you've made these trigger lists so that moms and dads have these uh, you explained it i'm I'm gonna explain it poorly but you know (laughs) what i mean
0: as far as how to do your mind sweep that you're talking about
2: yeah i mean in, in terms of um yes exactly exactly
0: Okay. So initially, yes, there's there's a whole list that's great in the book on how to empty your mind. And I didn't really know that I needed to empty my mind necessarily before I did this program. But as I went through the process of collecting all my papers and just getting everything put together, I went through David Allen's mind sweep, which I think is fantastic. I just edited it a little bit and added things that really pertain to my family. Like what are the essentially it's a list of all the things that need to be done for your family that you're most likely holding in your head. So these are things like, you know, what are the family traditions that you want to start or that you want to keep going? Because we'll go through holidays and have zero traditions. And then I feel like the biggest loser mom. And so we start collecting those, actually thinking those about those, getting them out of our heads. What are the books you want to read with your children? What are the date nights that you'd like to do with your spouse? What are the promises that you've made or the, you know, home additions that you want to do? for your home? What about the vacations you want to take before your oldest child goes off to college? And just going through and asking yourself all these questions and figuring out what really is in your mind? What is your mind holding on to? Because that's, I think, one of the most refreshing things. I mean, it's a little emotional, I think, and a little overwhelming when you first do your mind sweep and you get everything out and you realize how much you've been holding. But when you can finally get it out and see it on paper and and then know how to process it. That that has to be there with you because otherwise you just get it out. You just kind of want to be sick to your stomach and you don't want to have anything to do with it. But we have everyone do this mind sweep, do these triggers, get everything out of your brain and it helps you so that now you can breathe and now you know that you have specific things you need to process and you have this machine and process in place to handle it and know what to do with it.
2: Awesome. Yeah, that's that's definitely, to, to get that, it, it's kind of a, a mind dump but for the future things that you worry <laughs> about for the future you know yes and and i think we're a little bit hap- a little bit apprehensive to admit that that's something that can cause us to have you know distraction while we're working on what we're working on right now
0: You know what? That is exactly right. And that's the main reason, sadly, why I didn't play with my children very much before I got this process done in my life. Because my child would say something like, hey, mom, you want to come out and play soccer with me? And I would think, well, yeah, in a perfect world, I'd be totally outside playing soccer with you. But I have emails and reports and ideas and and. You know, housework and errands and all these things that I wasn't doing right then, but they were just taking up space in my brain. And the space they were taking up was the part that needed to be aware of my children and be more active and be more present. And I found as soon as I did my mind sweep, as soon as I built my machine and got everything into it and processed it, when my children would ask me to play, I would immediately say, yes, I would love to. And I could actually go and either jump on the trampoline or go play at the park or just sit down and look at their Legos with them. And I was actually present. And that's a gift to be able to be present. I mean, if you could buy that in a bottle, everyone would buy that Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it feels amazing. But to know that there's actually a process you can go through that will help you be present. I just I think that's amazing. And that's why I've devoted so much of my life to
2: this. Well, and that's also why you created the whole Master of the Whirlwind course.
0: Yes, yes, so that's <laughs> our free course at Power of Moms. Anyone can come join. It's specifically for moms. So it's powerofmoms.com forward slash whirlwind. If you're not a mom, you can still go check it out. But it's basically, I will walk you through the very core elements of GTD for Moms and help you get started and see if this is the kind of thing that you would love.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, I. you know what? I think uh, – a, a, she's not listening right now because she's not home, but uh, I will probably have my wife sign up for this.
0: Yay! Yes, I'd love to hear what she thinks. We'll get her all set up.
2: Yes. So we've talked a lot about Power of Moms, but let's switch over and talk a little bit about uh, learn, do, become. Yes, okay. I, I almost trip over that. I want to say learn to become. I know, Which okay. kind of is true, <laughs> but there's three separate action words in that one word. Let's Let's talk about that. Yeah,
0: and so... A lot of people have asked, is it learn to become? Well, it's kind of part of the process, but we feel like the word do is a really important component because a lot of us are learners. A lot of us listen to podcasts or go to conferences or read books. I mean, how many conferences have you gone to and come home with a whole notebook full of ideas and then they just sit there (laughs) for a really long time because it's hard to implement everything that we learn? At least that's been my experience. So when we feel like we can learn things, we invest the time reading you know, listening, attending conferences, things like that. And then we do things, we put those into actions. And that's where a lot of my passion for GTD comes in is that we need a specific way to look at what we're learning, identify next actions, move forward on those. And only then are we able to become who we know we want to be, or, or maybe even who we feel that we're meant to be, and having these pur- purposeful lives. And so, learn, do, become is all about that it's about being very intentional in how we're living and making it a priority to be learning and to really care about improving ourselves and being willing to have the discipline and the integrity to actually put that into action and then being able to be so excited as we see who we're becoming on a daily basis and using that as our success indicator instead of all those other indicators that may just cause us frustration at the end of the day (laughs)
2: um I know that learn, do, become is separate from power of moms but has a crossover effect towards yeah. moms and dads and people who aren't even parents. Let's go through each of those three and, and kind of explain the benefits or the, uh, the, what you're covering that mm-hmm. is tailored towards those three different people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so essentially, as Eric and I were talking about what we wanted to create, we wanted to build on the work that he and I have both been doing along with my partner, Saren, and all of our board members and our amazing volunteers at Power of Moms. We want to build on that and have this be a very complimentary website because I have a deep love in my heart for Power of Moms. I've been doing it for eight years and we have an amazing organization over there. And I love working with moms because I feel like I, I mean, I'm one of them, These are my sisters or my friends. It's amazing. But as I've talked more with mothers, a lot of them had husbands or even children or college students, or there are a lot of other people who are very interested in the kinds of things and the deliberate living that we focus on at Power of Moms. But really, dads just don't go log in at Power of Moms. We have a few, but it's, you know, it's a little weird. The flowers on the site, you know, <laughs> it's very feminine. And so Eric and I thought, you know what, we want to do some things to really be able to help other individuals, whether they're dads or whether they're college students, things like that. And so what we've essentially done is we've we brainstormed what are the five areas that we feel like we are most interested in learning about and applying to our lives and, and things that we really want to become. And so our five areas that we cover on the site are life architecture. I'll go through each one real quick. Life architecture is basically What's the structure of your life? We make blueprints for a house. We have a recipe before we actually make a meal. But what do we do when it comes to life? Are we just getting up every morning and just living it? Are we really making plans and being strategic in what we're doing and who we're doing that with and how we're we're progressing in our life? So that's what life architecture is. Then productivity is another part where we're basically going to be building on a lot of the work that I've done with GTD for moms, but really making it. GTD, as this is our personal art form, our version of it, the way that we apply productivity and getting things done to even other ideas like essentialism, this great book by Greg McKeown we're huge fans of, and how you're really focused on what you're doing and how you're doing it. So it's not just here's how you make a lot of lists and here's how you structure your papers, but let's talk about what really helps us be more productive doing the right things. We're also working on health, which has been amazing. This could be a whole other podcast, but we're working with Jonathan Baylor from saintsolution.com who has completely revolutionized our personal health and me and my daughter particularly helped us be able to eat whole foods and be able to be in the best shape we've ever been in our lives and trying to help overcome the diabetes epidemic And so a lot with health we're we're working on right now. And then the last two are family and spirituality. And family is just encompassing what are we doing within our families, whatever your family might look like. You know, some people might be a college student and they don't have a family right now, right? But we... Whether you have children or whether you don't, everyone's part of some family. And how are we making those people our top priority so that at the end of the day, it's not just about how much money we earned or how many followers we have on social media. It's about these relationships that we believe are going to continue beyond this life. And then spirituality is for people of all religions. We really want this to be a principle-based website. But it's this belief that there is a higher power. There's something that goes beyond just us. And how do we incorporate that into our lives so that we're really, it's this whole person. It's the body, mind, spirit, how they all work together and how we can really find joy. And kind of the the theme of our website is architecting a life of excellence. And my dad was an architect and I grew up with blueprints all over my house. And so we're just excited to to do this in our own families in our own lives like we're applying this and learning this as we go and the hope is that as we work with different individuals it's not really a certain whether it's a guy or a girl or whatever it's more like if you want your life to be if you want to create your life and you want this to be the best life you can possibly live let's learn together you share what you know we'll share what we know and we'll grow together
2: that's awesome you mentioned uh, essentialism yes yes so love it. Have you read that book? I okay. So, I guess another confession. I have it on my Kindle. I've just never gotten around to reading. It's not been essential yet, although it should have been. Um, I've had so many other books. That, it will
0: change your life. I know. Right? I know.
2: So I have to read it and then have him on the show and yes. uh, listen but, to
0: it. The audio is awesome, and he reads it himself. And you know what? That may be accent. the way.
2: I'm going to have to do it. that. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so, I, but I hear raving. From everyone about the book and about essentialism, and and that's one of your key components here. Why? How? Yes. What is so important about essentialism?
0: Well, what's really interesting is that most of us find, I think it's just part of our nature, is that if you have a really really long list and you check it all off, that you're going to feel really happy and satisfied with your life. Wouldn't you say that's kind of a common belief? Yeah. Not necessarily that it's true, but that is a common belief I mean, that you have yeah. a lot you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupt you.
2: No, no, no. I was gonna say, I mean, depending upon I mean you you get that you get that euphoric feeling of <laughs> crossing something off the list and I don't just mean having a box next to the thing and then putting a check mark in there I mean like scribbling out the thing as if it doesn't it, I did that it's gone you know
0: it's like we just conquered something exactly right and so yeah. and I think we all need that because so much of our life is routine so much of our life is spinning in circles so many things that are never done you know the bills are never all paid the work is never all done you know the dishes are never all clean and so because our lives go in so many cycles, I think it feels good, of course, to check something off or cross it out, that type of thing. But what essentialism has done for me is helped me to breathe more. And this is another gift. And I talked about being present with our families, which, of course, is important but being able to breathe and focus and do the most important things actually helps you to be so much more productive and so much happier in the process. And I'll just give you an example because I have to keep reviewing the book because <laughs> it's not <laughs> all habit yet. But some of the chapter titles are things like sleep, play, buffer, and um, editing. Like, How do you decide what you're not going to do? And so What we've been doing, Eric and I, as we've been talking and we're actually working on a whole lot of materials for this and a lot more podcasts and resources and things like that because this has been such a big deal, is how do you look at your life and look at your current projects list and look at all the routines that you're doing and how do you figure out how to reduce what's on your plate so that you can – You can affect those things more powerfully, and you can be more productive while also being more present. So, some of the things I've started doing is asking myself questions. Like, I actually wrote down a whole series of questions. Like, when do I think that I don't have a choice? When do I think, oh, I just have to do this thing? Like, I. I got to sign up from school that I need to go volunteer for this event. I have to go spend three hours there, you know, or I have to do a full grocery shopping run every week that takes three hours or whatever. I mean, I have all these things on my list that I think I have to do. And what essentialism does, it helps you create these criteria for your life where you're evaluating what it is that you're doing and what you can eliminate and how that's actually gonna make you more more powerful and happier in the long run.
2: Okay, so from what I hear you saying, it's really a a way of reanalyzing yourself, your your expectations of yourself, as well as Mm -hmm. others' expectations of you, and then being able to have a a you know a a rubric of decision to or or a filter uh, of when things come in or are long standing on a calendar or something to decide what the priority or importance of them. are
0: (laughs) Absolutely. He talks a lot about editing your life. Like, what do you say no to? I've been saying no to pretty much everything lately. And it's it's hard for me to do initially, but I found the more I say no, the more I'm not making the trade-offs because the trade-off I always make is time with my family or personal fun and relaxation. And when you give up your personal relaxation, when you give up the fun, when you give up reading, you give up just having a day to go get a massage or go on a walk or just do all these things that people just consider so luxurious, you look at what you're trading that for and it's typically not that important. It's a lot of minutiae or it's a lot of other people's agendas where they'll say, oh, I need you to do this and I need you to do this and I need you to do this. And and he talks a lot about boundaries and how you can set those boundaries and and not feel guilty about it. And what I've loved is that I feel like I've given myself permission to only do what, I can only do. And of course, when you're in a family, I mean, there's lots of things I'm doing today that like aren't my very favorite things. I mean, we have dentist appointments. We have an issue with our internet, We've got some guy coming. I want to make a phone call about a dog. I mean, there's all these little things going on mm-hmm. that you know are just part of my day because I'm part of my family. But that those things don't crowd out what's most important anymore. And it's because I've totally simplified my day and I don't make a lot of commitments to things that aren't tense. And I think that's what was so, so eye-opening for me is that, I used to bring in everything that I thought was good, like, oh, yeah, that would be a good thing for me to do. I would say yes to it. And so my my vision board, for example, had about 60 Post-it notes on it with different ideas and projects and things I was working on. After I read Essentialism, I took the 60 Post-its down to 15 Post-its. And that's what I have right now. And I'm actually even further editing that down to about six. And Getting rid of those post-its was a little painful because there are a lot of projects I think I would do a good job with if I <laughs> accomplished them, but they're stressing me out and they're not helping me to to live my my highest purpose. And so I've actually started this thing called the Butterfly Project. Can I tell you about it yes. without you laughing at me? Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's a story. I have to read you the story because it's it's really short. It's from a woman named Trina Paulus, but here's the story says there was a caterpillar named Yellow who was trying to find out what she should be doing with her life. In her wanderings, she discovered another caterpillar seemingly caught in some gauzy, hairy filament. Concerned, she asked if she could help. He explained that this was all part of the process of becoming a butterfly. When she heard the word butterfly, her whole insides leapt. But what is a butterfly? The cocooned caterpillar explained, it's what you are meant to become. Yellow was intrigued but a bit defiant. How can I believe there's a butterfly inside you or me when all I see is a fuzzy worm? On further reflection, she pensively asked, How does one become a butterfly? And the answer you must want to fly so much that you are willing to give up being a caterpillar. Isn't that a good story?
2: That's cool.
0: Okay, so I love the story, and I'll tell you why it mattered so much to me. Is as I thought about my life, I feel like re- I realized that so many of the things I was letting into my life—all the good things, lots of good, lots of good, lots of good was making me miserable. I was exhausted. I was snapping at my family. <clears throat> I wasn't sleeping well. And I felt like I was doing way too much because other people needed me to do it and I wasn't doing what I really was meant to do. And so I started this, what I call my butterfly project. And I went through this whole series of like questions and and this process and going, I mean, perfectly in line with the idea of going beyond the to-do list and really looking at my life. And my husband calls it my midlife chrysalis, right? Not like a midlife crisis, but it's your Lumber. midlife chrysalis. So yeah. you're transforming. And I just decided I am going to stop doing all those things that were making me a caterpillar, and I'm going to commit myself to what I really want out of my life. And so as I've gone through this project, my daughter made me this cute little caterpillar and these glass butterflies we've hung up on my wall in my office, so they're right over my vision board. And and I think about this on a daily basis, and it's been a process. And it's been kind of painful, to be honest. And when you think about it, when a caterpillar changes into a butterfly, it actually digests its whole body. So this caterpillar is going through a huge transformation. I don't think that that can be painless. Maybe it is, but it seems like this digestion, this whole thing is not. It's this big caterpillar soup. But I feel like as I've asked myself the really hard questions and looked at my life and looked at, you know what, I'm really not as good at that thing as I thought I was. I'm really better at this or this really doesn't bring as much joy as that other project does or I actually need to have more time with my kids or more time with my parents or more time sleeping or more time doing things that are going to take care of me rather than just trying to take care of everyone else and run myself ragged. And Anyway, that's my butterfly project that I've been working on and it has been phenomenal.
2: I love it. I know a lot of people are going to identify with that uh, metaphor for sure.
0: (laughs) Well, they can come check it out. Learn, do, become. We're going to be doing a whole lot with the Butterfly Project. Really excited about it.
2: So that's learndobecome.com. com. Yes. (laughs) awesome. And you've got some free stuff there too, right? Just to Yes,
0: absolutely. So right now on our homepage, we have a free guide and an audio download called 5 life-changing habits most people overlook. These actually go through 5 habits within each of the 5 areas on our website and a really fun way to kind of get to know what we're doing at Learn to Become, find out if it's a community that you'd like to be in and we're just we're thrilled to be a part of it. We just feel like getting to work with a community is so much more fun than just trying to go through things alone because we learn so much from other people's comments, from interacting with others who specialize in areas that we don't. And I just feel like there's so much I don't know that I am hungry to know. And the more I'm able to learn, the more I'm able to apply what I learn, the happier I feel overall. And I just feel like my life is is worth it, not just for me, but for the people who come next.
2: That's awesome. I love that you're doing this. And I just can't encourage people enough to go check out uh, both Power of Moms and Learn Do Become. So how can we send people to – what's the best landing page for both of those?
0: Yeah, okay. So powerofmoms.com forward slash whirlwind – that's the best location to find out about what we do as far as the GTD and helping moms be more productive. That's a great way to get started. And learndobecome.com. Just go to our homepage. There's a sign up right there on the homepage. And then you can check out the different features we have. And, and we'll, we'll introduce you via email and get you all set.
2: What if somebody wants to say thank you for listening to this podcast?
0: Well, that would be wonderful. Um, come visit us on Instagram or email email at learndobecome.com. We're also on Facebook. So I would love them to come connect with us on social media. That's what's so great about social media is that we get to start learning who other people are who are interested in these same types of things. And there's nothing that excites me more than seeing other people live their true purpose. Like, Eric, that's one of the things that I really admire about you is just hearing what you're so passionate about, and you care deeply about your family, you care deeply about helping other people. That just excites me. And I love being surrounded by people who are, are living that and who are, are willing to do the hard things to be able to get out there and be able to have an influence in other people's lives. So I just feel grateful for the chance that I've had to work with these platforms and so excited to learn about, about you, our listener, and, and also, Eric, just excited to connect more with you.
2: Awesome. April, this has been awesome to talk with you. And I know, I know that we'll see each other in a few weeks at yes. uh, Podcast <laughs> Movement. You know, unintentional <laughs> second plug. <laughs> so go check out Power of Moms. Go check out Learn Do Become. Go check out podcastmovement.com and go see uh, uh, April. Where will they find you on Instagram?
0: I'm at Learn Do Become. It's probably the best place, okay. right?
2: Cool. April, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Eric.
2: Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I had a lot of fun talking with April, and I hope that you had a lot of fun listening in. To get all the links for this podcast, you can head on over to the show notes by going to beyondthetodolist.com slash 108. That's beyondthetodolist.com slash 108. And don't forget, there are tons of productivity video training sessions waiting for you when you start your free trial. To do that, head on over to lynda.com slash to-do. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com T-O-D-O. That's my affiliate code. It helps support this podcast in the process. It helps support you and your learning how to be more productive. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please head on over to beyondthetodolist.com slash iTunes and leave a rating or a review. It helps others find the show. Or just think of one person that would like to hear this episode of this show and just tell them. Tweet them. Facebook message them. Something. Just let that one person know. Thanks again, and I'll see you next episode.